Okay, everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Blue Abroad. Um, everyone's very excited. Obviously, we've got the win. Uh, we've still got plenty of TV shows to watch, plenty of articles to read. And I've got my man, Dan Williams, with me here. G'day, mate. Hey there, buddy. How are we going? Uh, we are going fantastic. We spoke a little bit off air about how exciting it is when you get a win, especially early in the weekend. And you get the chance to watch other teams and not have to worry about uh, you know, our performance and where our club's at. So I think that's just been a massive sigh of relief. Oh, definitely. I mean, just watching other teams and then seeing other teams get beat and being like, God, we're better than them this week. Like, real good feeling. Absolutely, mate. Uh, so tell me, what was your situation on game day? Where did you watch the game and what was, your, what was happening around you? I, I watched it here in the man cave with my uh, eldest boy. Um, he was screaming his little heart out, so... It's probably only, I think it's his fifth win since he was born. So, wow. so he loved it. So he's gone to play footy in the park on Queen's birthday and worn his Carlton jersey with pride. Loved What's his name? David. Little David, little superstar. Love it. So yeah, he's Cripps is his favourite player. So he was pretending to be Patty Cripps today, just snagging goals. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say about Paddy Cripps. Um, oh, and I'm looking forward yeah. to it, mate. I'm looking forward to it. So for those of you, we'll give, let's, let's give the fans a bit of a backstory. So, so Dan, mate, we, we've, I mean, we've been speaking for a while, but uh, it wasn't until a few weeks ago probably that uh, we really sort of got going. We understood how passionate each other were about the club. And um, tell us a little bit about your list management um, you know, aspirations and tell me a little bit about TPI. For those who watched the show last week, Dan debuted his review and he looked at his, um, his unique TPI system, which we'll talk a little bit about momentarily. Uh, and I think this is something that's going to add a lot of value to the fans and people who are, you know, really passionate about the club and wanting us to improve and understanding a little bit more about where we're at. So, Dan, mate, tell us all about this. Okay, so my, my dream is to go into a list management. So uh, Bolton was like kind of a little bit of an idol for me. He breaks the mould, uh, not being a footballer himself, just playing at uh, the state level. Um, so he opened the doors for people who aren't in an AFL background. Um, didn't go very well, so hopefully uh, I can be the exception to the rule. Um, so I came up with a thing called TPI. So um, I come from a golf background. Um, predominantly, I believe that stats tell the whole story. And by manipulation of that data, you can make yourself better by knowing your weaknesses, not your strengths. So TPI basically works on a premise that it compares you against yourself and compares you versus a base model and judges you and deducts points from you for mistakes, repetitive errors or double points. And you get just a core figure that tells you who you are as a player. Um, so say for Patrick Cripps, he's the highest rated player at Carlton for TPI, doesn't make many mistakes. Um, but for, it also has a side, side thing that like Sam Walsh, it can accurately predict how you'll go from TAC to AFL. So that's yep. where the lift management side comes in. It gives us a rough idea of what they do in the VFL, the TAC and the AFL. And that compares 30 years of statistical data, positions, what they do at TAC, and it roughly estimates what type of player you'll be. Yep, fascinating. So all of these parameters, things like venue, things like 
personal history against specific clubs. They all come into play, TFC yeah. Cup, and you basically you generate all of these metrics and it gives you a score. Uh, yeah, so it works out each one. Every individual player has roughly about 2,500 individual calculations to get that mark. Wow. And we can expand it as well if you want to be really anal. Um, one of yep. our uh, viewers emailed me in the other day and asked for just a Brisbane interstate and, and Marvel, so I could adjust the TPI to show them just that as well. So um, they got to look at that. That was Big Emilio asked for that, so I don't know if he was having a gamble or something. <laughs> We've got to be careful with how we use this information, mate. <laughs> Before we get any sponsors on board. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, mate, love it. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting right into this. So, um, yeah, if you want to share your screen, we'll have a look at maybe what have you got some players for us first? Yeah, we got it's the players first. So uh, we okay. start here with big Levi Casbol. Okay. All right, be, mate. Let's do it. Maybe just press. Uh, yeah, just go um, uh, screen share in terms of just press play on the presentation. So we got full screen. Yeah. There we are. Is that better? All right. Yeah, it looks better to me. It's got a few. It's got a bit of a, a black spot at one point in the screen, but yeah, continue from here, mate. All right, tell you what, I'll just get rid of it. Is, is it in the top left-hand side? The yeah, right, yeah, right there. Is that gone? Oh, that's gone. Excellent. All right, cool. So here we are. We've got Levi Caswell here. So mm -hmm. I thought he had a really good game at the weekend. I was super impressed. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you felt, Terry, but he's really moulding himself into that key position defender. He looked splendid. So... Looking at the stats here as well, he's actually now still second on intercept marks in games played in the competition mm -hmm. as a key defender. Mm -hmm. So he's in between Tom Stewart at the moment. So yep. not bad company. Um, and his field kicking, as you can see there, disposal efficiency, 83%, was really high. So yep. for a key position defender, anything above 70 is elite. So it's those, it's those intercept possessions and contested marks that really stood out for me this week. Uh, he oh, had 100%. confidence in his body and any one-on-one -on -one that he sort of had coming towards him. Uh, he just, I, I was, I mean, there are moments with Levi where I watch him and I think, uh-oh, but it's more when he's got ball in hand as opposed oh, to when he's going yeah. for, yeah, as opposed to when he's going for, for a mark. So any body work, I mean, apart from, let's think of maybe Buddy, Tom Hawkins, uh, maybe Jeremy Cameron, guys who have really good strength um, I'd, I'd, he'd be probably backing himself against the most majority of them I would have thought oh, that, I thought he went on Hitwood as well for a bit of the third quarter um, yeah. that's a difficult matchup because he's very mobile yeah. um, but he used his body so well like um, you can see there the pressure acts of 14 like he really just the things we don't really calculate he did yeah. really well I thought okay. so just one uh, more thing there's a there's a there's a grey box bottom right screen of the corner Bottom right corner of the screen, sorry. Is that gone? Yep, and there was a little one there. See if we can get rid of you. Is that gone? No, that's all right. Oh, it's gone now. Perfect. Okay. There we are. Okay, so, yeah. That's okay. So his TPI was 6.9. Give us a little bit more information. What is a regular TPI and, and what are we looking at here? Is this impressive? Is this not? It, it, it's very good. So, like, Levi Casbolt is very new in his KPI journey um, as a key defender. 
Um, yep. So this is position-based, so it's quite raw for him. Um, but 6.9, his usual rating across the board so far this year has been 6.1 mm-hmm. for his position. So this is an above-average game for, mm-hmm. for Mr. Casbolt. I can see as well that he really did enjoy the fact that he won his matchups. So 6.9 is a very high rating, I would say, for where you'd expect when you compare it against what Hipwood, what um, McInerney did, and how many times they actually got the entry into the 50. Yeah. The the defence was under Kosh. So the first quarter, I can tell you that Levi Casbolt scored 2.2. He was the Mm -hmm. highest rated defender in the... uh, on the ground for Carlton. The defence mm-hmm. got a hammering in their TPI for the first quarter performance. Yep. So, Levi really, apart from Wietering, is the standout of the game down the back. Them two really did excel. Um, I gave him a rating personally of 7.2 out of 10. I so, your he... rating is out of 10 and the TPI yeah. can go as high the, as it can go? The TPI has no limit. So, okay. we will come to a player who's actually smashed all records. Yep. Um, with the TPI, he's up next. But um, yep. 6.9, for a key defender, just looking at this year, Tom Stewart had, has had a 10.2 and 11.2. Um, he's, he's, he's done well there, Levi. That's a solid... If you can get anywhere as a key de- position defender, anywhere between the 5 and 10 mark, yep. you're doing really well. Because okay. a lot of negatives, they get punished quite heavily in TPI. Okay because there's a lot of variables that negate their positives. So things like clangers and turnovers really do punish these players. Brilliant. All right, uh, let's, let's move along. Okay, so up next. Oh, hello. We've got probably, I think we maybe should put a petition in to change the name to Icon Park to Crips Park after oh, his yeah. performance. I mean, let's look at them figures. Them figures are just ridiculous already. Uh, I mean, 38 touches and four goals is unheard of. Uh, I thought the interesting thing was his disposal efficiency, though. So mm-hmm. he had the pill nearly 40 times, but he got it to another hand 82% of the time. That's phenomenal work. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, his TPI there, the best TPI we've ever recorded is Tom Mitchell when he had his 50 touches. Okay. And, that was, and he had 28.7. So Cripps has done something no one's ever done before with the TPI. He's broken everything. Interesting as well, if you calculate the three mids who played um, for Brisbane, he's actually beaten them all on his own. Wow. So his TPI combined is more than the three of theirs together? Outrageous, yeah. So wow. Three wow. Mids. I mean, that's phenomenal work. I mean... He gets a 10 from me. I, I, I felt that that was low as well. Yeah, yeah. And he's one of those players where we, whenever we review a game and we talk about you get to Crips, it, it, it's almost as if like, well, you, you feel bad giving him a 10 again because it's like you sort of brush over it a little bit. Um, and we don't want to get too sucked into thinking about an individual ahead of the team. But sometimes, you know, you get a performance like this. And I mean, he's, he really dragged us over the line. You know, I, I, with some others, obviously, Wiedering was great. Charlie Kerno was great. Sam Walsh ruled himself. Ed Kerno and, and and the like. But just you know, the goals with the tackles, with the high volume possessions, it's it's outstanding. I mean, I, I think another one as well for me was the meters gained. Yeah, like, yeah, one, yeah. 
you don't associate him with a player that runs off the ball. And I think he got that freedom with team to really play like a Dustin Martin, a danger role and take the game on. Mm-hmm. And we saw that from Cripps. He wasn't a criticism I get from other fans of other clubs is he's a one-dimensional player. He's just a big, strong boy. But we saw that expressive side of Cripps this week. And yeah, I'd be worried if I was any other team, if he can be allowed that freedom. I don't think yeah. anyone in the league can stop him. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, 34 points. I'd, I'd, I'll be surprised if we ever see that beaten this year. I'll, I'll be shocked. That good. It's that good of a game. Uh, I reckon that could be, for me, I, I agree with Brayton. If he doesn't get three, two, and one votes in the Brownlow for that game, there's a crime. They should change <laughs> yeah. the rules so he can have all top three. Yeah. Because he was the best defender on the park. He was the best attacking threat. He was the best midfielder. He, I've never seen anything like it. So, yeah. my father-in-law, he's 78. He's been in football all his life. He said the best game he'd ever seen was Ben Cousins' return for West Coast after his ban. Yep. Um, but he said that that was 10% of what Cripps did at the weekend. Like, And so that's a huge honour. He said it was the best game he'd ever seen a player play. So Brilliant. Brilliant. that's massive. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's great to see. It's great to uh, see. Let's, um, let's, let's see what else we've got. Uh, I mean, it's, hard. it's obviously... Nothing's going to beat that. I thought we might put that at the end, but um, yeah, that's, that's a really fascinating uh, performance. I'm thinking about changing it from TPI to Crips PI. Crips PI. Yeah, it's his now. <laughs> yeah. Crips rating. So next up, we have uh, Mr. Connors. Mm. So Connors, he, he played a lot on the uh, wing. Uh, he was that first receiver from the contest, which wasn't his traditional role. He's played under. Bolton, which is in the pocket and on the flank. So he spent a lot more time in that middle middle of the park. And 11 disposals wasn't probably a great return. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was involved in all the key moments. Um, at the start of the week, I did say in my uh, introduction about Teague that it was about pressure acts. So you'll see a common link this week with Carlton is most of them scored in the 10s for pressure acts, 11. So I thought he did really well. He gained good meterage as well. Um, Mm -hmm. 2.9. So for a small small forward slash defender, I mean midfielder, it's about par for the course. Mm -hmm. Um, I I expect Gartlett just finished a game today for um, Melbourne and he scored Mm 3.7. So... It's, it's there or thereabouts. I gave him a 6.9 yeah. because I thought he did bring a lot to the game. Yeah, he's um, one of those players that even, obviously, 11 possessions is a lot you know, less than what he's capable of. Um, but the, the thing about Cunners that I enjoy is whenever he's there with the ball or without the ball, he, he can still see what he can do. He's got that strength. He's got the explosiveness. Uh, and it just didn't translate into a, you know, a, num- a high number of possessions. Uh, pro- look, wasn't his greatest game by the naked eye, uh, but there is something to work with here. It's not like he didn't have any impact whatsoever. Oh, I thought he was really, I, I mean, I thought he was solid. What he did do for me, you need yep. them type of players in there. He, like you can see, the score involvements he had two. So you, mm-hmm. you want your fielders to have the minimum of two to three. Yep. So he did what he needed to do and a very high disposal efficiency. It's in the 70s. So. Yep. 
he might have had little touches, but you'd rather him have 11 and get 7 out of 10 to target than, say, today Brayshaw had 30 and went at about 60. So yep. okay. it kind of correlates. So, I mean, Connor's a standard game for Cunningham. I'd, I'd expect that to be his average from here on in. Okay, brilliant. And work on it from there. So, I mean, next up in the count and hit list is a man who I thought on any other day would be a three-brown low vote game. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal, Kerner. So back to tagging from quarter two, and uh, Lockie O'Neill had seven touches when being tagged by Ed Kerner, which is Neil's worst three quarters of football. So best, in my opinion, the best tagger in the competition, Ed Kerner. Yep. Really good. Yeah, I mean, numbers. Do you remember what he had in the second half? I don't remember because I know the switch was made for him to go to, to Neil, but I don't remember what he had at half time. But I feel like it wasn't a lot. In the in the first quarter, he had sixteen touches of the pill. Yeah, okay. he was on for his record. They touched on that, so he had. I've got here seven. I believe he had seven more touches while Ed Kerner was physically on the ground with him. Which, Mate, that's a brilliant game. That seriously, that just just looking at all that pressure acts high. Um, oh, I mean, 30 oh, touches as well when you stop someone else playing. Yeah. He's, for me, Ed Kernel, is, he's, he's not a forward. He's, he's one yeah. of them players that stops... He's not a forward. He's not a forward. And I can understand being creative, and you know, but I just feel maybe we've tried to be creative in too many areas of the field. I, I think only... wanted pressure in the forward line and he's Yeah, a yeah. Right, look, so, I can understand that. I, I can understand the theory behind our experienced head going back. We know that we haven't been able to lock the ball in uh, you know, to our forward 50. And, and I can understand the theory, but, I mean, numbers like this, uh, the ability to clamp down on a lock in here like this, if you've got it, use it, you know? Oh, I mean, 412 metres gained as well is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got here like as Sam well. Sam Doherty... Correct me if I'm wrong, Sam Doherty was getting somewhere to 500 plus, that, something like that. And that, that, that's big. That's, that's yeah. really big. Uh, well, I mean, there's another thing as well. Knowing that Sam Doherty will return next year, mm. when you add that strength as well to Carlton, if these players can keep up this kind of level, I don't expect to see it every week, but mm-hmm. the future's really good for Carlton. I mean, 412 metres gained, 30 touches. Yep when you're tagging someone is, is, is insane. Like that's mm-hmm. premiership form player there. So yep. and that's similar to what Elliot Yeo does for West Coast. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that, I, I felt harsh giving him a 9.1. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he only lost 0.9 points for the first quarter when he was messing around in the forward line. Yep. Um, but solid game. I mean, Ed Kerner, phenomenal. Return to form. Um, yep. So, what more okay. can you say? Yep, brilliant. I love Ed Kerner. So, um, and next up is his uh, better-looking brother, Charlie. Back to form, Charlie boy. Back to form. If anyone, we hear um, a phrase, and I hated hearing it this year, the Carlton way. Um, if you want a poster boy for the Carlton way, Charlie Kerner is it. Yep. He didn't have a lot of opportunities, but boy, when he had them, he took them. Um, yep. Three goals from twelve touches is phenomenal. That's yeah. that's Buddy Franklin esque. Mm-hmm. Um, so phenomenal there. I mean, he's he's field kicking still a bit loose, but I thought 
he's bringing a, he's bringing the ball to ground is fantastic, and he makes a contest anywhere in that forward line. Yeah. Um, and the guy key forward, and he's got three hundred and thirty meters gained, is just insane. Like superb twelve pressure acts as well for a tall bloke. He's, yeah, this seventeen point nine seven. That's that's that's, that's very his rare highest score since round one versus Richmond the year before. So when he had five goals, the big breakout game. So I mean, I mean the three hundred thirty meters, the twelve pressure acts. I mean this is Anthony Kudathetis reincarnated. Phenomenal footballer, Charlie Kirk. Real good. 8.8 .8 I gave him. I thought he was solid. He was in my best five. Mm -hmm. um, there's not much you can say about Charlie, but he, he gets the crowd going as well, and I enjoyed seeing that from Carlton this week. Really Shows a bit of passion. Out. Yeah, you, you want players like that that show the passion. Uh, there's no doubt that you know he's a Carlton man. He wants to play for the club, pleads for the club. Um, the future's bright. The future's Charlie, I think. Yeah, the only thing with Charlie which he's probably going to learn how to use this to his advantage is, you know, if he doesn't have the springiness, if he doesn't have the athleticism, uh, he just looks that bit off. He, he's, he looked this week like he was back to his best in terms of being a springboard and jumping. And he's just got to find a way that eventually in his career, it's going to be a while away, which is good for us, but eventually that athleticism goes away or slows down. So he's going to have to find other ways to impact. So that's sort of the challenge between now and, when that athleticism sort of starts decreasing, which is still a long way away, but it'll allow him to play for longer. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think the comparison to Buddy is a fair one. We hear it quite often from the yeah. pundit. And yeah. Buddy got 20.98 this week. So you can see the similarities in how they play. Mm -hmm. So really good performance from Charlie. Let's hope he stays now. He's, he's got that game under his belt. He knows he can do it. Yep. Let's see him do that week in, week out. Yep. And against the doggies, defence that we uh, gave some headaches last time. So, I'll oh, definitely. That. Yeah. It'll, be, yep. it'll be fancy in five, surely. Yep. So, next up, we have Paddy Wow, as Paddy uh, wow. my oldest calls him. Uh, he, is, he is Paddy Wow. He wasn't so wow this weekend, but um, that's okay. He, but, he's he's yeah. a tough one, Paddy, because he does, mm. like, you look at these things, he does some wonderful things. So it might shock people, but 77% efficiency. Well, that's I can remember some of the kicks. I can remember. It's interesting. That's, that's interesting because we do think of him and we think of, you know, we can't kick and there's that, that kick to Harry in the first quarter, which was too low. Um, but, hey, we've got 13 touches, 77. But the 17 pressure acts, is what's interesting. Um, I remember watching him this week and just thinking he's there. Uh, some of the tackles that he was trying to lay just weren't strong enough to bring the guy that he was tackling to ground. Um, but this would indicate that he's, he's there at the contest. It's just a matter of taking that next step. He, he's a good player. I mean, he reminds me, he's very comparable to Patrick Dangerfield year one and two at Adelaide. Okay. He, he kind of, it's, I think Dow has, when he makes a mistake and like that kick you were talking about to Charlie and then the shot at goal on the run, when he makes a mistake, it's a big mistake. Mm. It's not like, you know, like Charlie Kerner when he, like he had 58% disposal efficiency, but when he kind of turns it over or misses a target, it's not that bad. It's yep. like just, just off target. Like Dow, when he's off target, he's really off target. Mm -hmm. 
so I think I think that's kind of a, a thing that will grow out of him as he gets more used to being in them positions. But seventeen percent and seventeen pressure acts phenomenal. Like he's yeah. he's in and around. To me, he's gonna be Dangerfield when he gets the experience. Um, some issues he doesn't run with the ball enough for me. There, you see his meat has gained. He looks to give it up too quickly. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see him back himself. There's a few times you see he looks to handball first. I'd, I'd like to see him take the game on a bit, but I gave him a 7.2. I thought his score involvement, he was linked. When we went on that four-goal run, he was mm. involved in all four of them from breaking out of the contest. So yep. that's this what is he a very interesting. Yeah, this is a very interesting exercise because it gives a little bit more to the story of Paddy Dow's day. Well, yeah, my father-in-law coached football for like nearly 20 years and we sat down at the end of that game and I said, what do you reckon his disposal efficiency was? And he said about 50%. So it's quite interesting that just by watching the game, it's because you remember them mistakes he made. Yeah. So, I mean, it's phenomenal when you actually see them in cold, hard, raw data that sometimes yeah. we're a little bit harsh as fans. But good work, Paddy, for me. I mean, I'm excited about him and Cripps working together, like he's going to be a great player for Carlton. Yep. I love Dow. I'm sold. So, I mean, next up we've got a man that derides opinion I saw on the forums this week. Um, yeah. I thought he had a good game. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's a bit like Dow. What I like about this guy, though, is he actually takes the game on a bit more than Dow. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 touches, so we got a lot of the ball. Um, around the same dis- disposal, a little bit less than Dow. Um, but I'm really impressed by the contested work. This is something yeah. that he's doing. He's really getting the ball in tight situations. So I thought he had a good game. And look at these pressure acts. His pressure acts are off the charts as well. Yep. So really good performance as well. TPI 5.5. So this is putting him in the elite category of midfielders. So this was a good game. I gave him a 7.1, about the same as Dow, um, because a lot of turnovers from Fisher, that was... That's what uh, hurt him a little bit. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't score him higher than Dow because of that. He did get rid of it to opposition too often. Yeah, look, is, is, it, is it wrong to suggest that as a, any midfielder in the team, I'd, we'd be looking at anywhere between five and six as a bare minimum? Or is that pushing it? I'd say if we're going to be in the eight, we want yep. all the mids to be in the five to eight category. Gotcha. Um, okay. So they play like this. Statistically, they should be in and around the eight. Yep. Um, I all mean, right. Let- my, my big issue with Zach this week was particularly in the second quarter when he broke down the wing and there was Harry McKay on his own, Charlie on his own, and he chose to kick to Gibbons, who was marked by Allison. Yep. And... That's the thing with Fisher. His end product is sometimes garbage, yep. for want of a better word. But hopefully that'll come. I mean, it was a new thing for them to have forwards in the forward line. Yeah. So you uh, could see some of them were shocked when they looked up. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. Let's. We're going to run out of time eventually uh, because I've just realised I've got a limit on how long I can record. So oh, let's okay. uh, let's we'll speed smash it up. Through smash through these guys. So, Gibbons, um, my pick for best on ground on when I did my preview, mm-hmm. best game he's ever played. Yep, definitely. 
So 23, he looks to do something. Good pressure act, score involvements was the highest on the ground in just about everything. 365 metres gained, um, real high 12.2. You're talking really elite for that. And I gave him an 8.1. It's amazing what happens when you put a, uh, the best midfielder in the VFL and you put him in an AFL midfield, what, what can happen? Absolute crazy, isn't it? Like, who would have thought? So that was good to see. I, I love Michael Gibbons. Uh, solid game from him. Keep doing it. Yep. Happy with that. Um, next, some people, this, this was controversial in our This household. was a divide. Yeah, this one definitely divided. His game divided some people because a lot of people look at the disposals first. So tell me a little bit about this one. Cruz is never a high disposal. He's not a Grundy or a Gorn. Um, yep. If you get 12 from Cruzy, you've got a lot. Yep. Uh, he, he worked Martin's weaknesses against him, though, which was good. He drove him around the ground. He took him out yep. of a lot of contests. There is no stat that shows that. Um, he was plus 13 on hitouts, so that shows he won. He's one-on-ones with him. I, I just thought it was a very Cruiser game, so I gave him six and a half. Um, Mm-hmm. He got an extra point from me purely for moving Martin out of the contest. Yep. I'd like to see him more like he did the week before where he popped up in the forward line a bit. He didn't do that this week. I don't know if that was a structural thing, but it was a solid game. 4.3, a Ruckman. Yeah. We love him. We love him in the side. We are, I think uh, there's no doubt about that. We've, we've, we've missed him for too many games to know that without him, we're a completely different outfit and a, a completely different chance of winning a game. So, yeah, there's no doubt that it was a cruiser-like game. game. It was, yeah, it was a standard cruiser game. And, um, yeah, happy with that. So, six, just an average game. Um, next, we've got... Now, I personally loved Caleb Marchbank's game. Yes. The stats showed it wasn't as good as it looked. Yeah. I was shocked when I looked at it, but... I thought he had a lot more touches of the pill as well, but evidently not. But he did really well with his intercepts. Solid there, six. That's, that's right where you want the elite-level defenders. They'll, they'll get around that mark. Yep. Um, his pressure acts, though, quite low for someone in that position. Um, that's interesting uh, because I saw him in position very well defensively. I, saw, um, I thought he really grew into the game. Uh, I don't know when these marks were taken, but I just felt like as the game went on, he just, he was just where he needed to be when he needed to be there. He, he definitely, I, I thought he was really good. I, I was surprised yeah. the marks weren't as high mm-hmm. um, as some of the other defenders. Cause I thought if I was guessing, I would have thought he would have been around where Casbolt and Wheaterin were. Yep. Just a bit below 7.1. I gave him um, 3.8 as we discussed before for, these pocket defenders, that's right around the mark. You want them three to five on an average game. So he did well. Um, seven, I gave him a seven. As you say, he was in the right place at the right time. We can't argue. Brilliant. Uh, so next up, we have Mitch McGovern. Mm. I, I thought he was not the best. Um, I that's gave him a 6.3. Yep. Um, he's, the problem is with Mitch is he, he scores well if you look he, he took 7 out of 10 opportunities 7 marks um, they were all uncontested though 
I, I can't help feel it's a bit of a waste of money. So far, I think, yeah, I, I spoke about this earlier in the year. I mean, if you um, bring a guy like that, and now he wasn't, he wasn't the best at his, at his club in Adelaide. Uh, so we were thinking, or I was thinking, that he'd come here, more opportunity to grow, and he'd sort of take it with his own hands. And then I think maybe we've just realised that he was just playing in a really good team uh, at the time. Uh, playing in a really good team, it looks better than what uh, it does for us because you know we're in the losing team at the moment. So uh, there's a little bit of him trying to figure that out. And there's also a little bit of, I mean, I was sitting you know, level one watching and a lot of the time our forward line was just so vacant. And when I see things like that, I understand you've got to push up the ground to defend and everyone's a defender. And I understand that. But there were just moments where I thought, that's got to be on Mitch to be the on-field uh, coach in a sense, to tell Harry, no, 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 stay back, or to tell Charlie or himself fall into that, that goal square. And I just, I don't know, I'm not saying that quite yet. I'm not sure what it is. The one thing about him, I love when he has a set shot because he's got he a brilliant, he's a brilliant set shot and very reliable. And we just, I think we just want to see more from him. Um, he's not had a, hasn't had a poor season, but he hasn't had a standout season. And it could be the whole new player, new club, hasn't really earned that fan love just yet. And he's got to really earn that. So, I think being a Carlton man, the best way to do that as a forward, especially, is just give us a bag of six. Just give us one. Yeah, definitely. Just go out and do it. <laughs> I think he's added the meters gain, though. He, he took the ball on a lot. So that yeah. 259 for Mitch McGovern's physique is probably the most he's ever got in his career. That's just okay. a guess if it's the most he's ever got. But I, I'm looking here this season, he's been averaging 78. So obviously, he's added that to his game. Okay. Now, Big Harry, this will probably divide Carlton because I gave him about the same as Mitch McGovern, a 6.3. Mate, you're right. I think you're exactly right. He just, just one of those games, he was just wasn't able to figure out how to get into the game. And that's just the reality of it. He, he was horrific as well. He butchered the ball, bless him. Yeah. By I'm surprised he even got a 3.93, seeing that... Uh, yeah. Contested marks and his marks, he, he marked everything. Like, to be fair, when the ball came to him, he either got yep. it to ground, to crumb, um, yep. or took the mark. So he did really well. So he got a good rating. TPI enjoyed the fact what little he did do. Like, look at their five score involvements. Uh, three of them were from him bringing the ball to ground. So he did his job. Yep. Um, just, we'll just move on from Harry. Like, yeah. Uh, Look, uh, again, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's 20, 21. He, he's still got many, many years before he gets to that 26, 27-year-old mark and he's, be able, he's able to think his way through a game. And I just think some of the leads he was making were just not quite right. He was just poorly timed with the person who was kicking in. There was a little bit of that. There's a little bit of the entries weren't so great, particularly in that first half. And it's just a game that he'll grow from. It's just another he learning experience well. for him. And yeah, yeah, that's I, the thing. He, he found a bare minimum. He found a bare minimum to get to where he can say, okay, look, I'll, I wasn't a liability to the team today. But yeah, I'm pr I, I thought it was a decent game. I'll, I'll forgive yep. him. Yep. Um, so next up, deri this is another guy that derives opinion in the Carlton forums. Uh, mm -hmm. Again... Nick Newman, 15 touches, so uh, that's way below where he usually is. He's usually in the 20s. Mm -hmm. um, I thought, again, his, his decision-making with kicks, he, he likes to throw it onto the boot too much and just kick it back into trouble. Um, aside from that, though, I thought he did really well. 
just I, I find his field kicking, his decision making at times when we're under pressure, questionable, but fairly solid. Um, not the greatest from a halfback flanker, though, with his meters gained. I'd expect to see a lot more. Yep. But he, Definitely, he got particularly the role that he's playing, too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he, he got probably where, like, if you look at Rory Laird, he gets about an eight or a nine. Yep. So, he did well with the six. He, he, he did really well with intercepts and his pressure and tackles. He, he didn't let his man mark very much. So, I gave him a six and a half, 6.4. Um, okay. as my personal rating I thought he did yeah. okay it was just a Nick Newman game but I'd like to see more of him yep for sure now here we are my boy the lock you caught um, it you caught it you caught it uh, he'd be good for his system <laughs> tell you what this guy when he kicks the ball he's got such a beautiful kick yep. um, 15 touches seven, just around 70% disposal so not the greatest, but by no means shabby. I'm happy for him to have 15 as a bare minimum. If he's getting, he's getting 15 and, and throwing his weight around the way he was, he started pushing. It's a bit of a push and shove. Uh, he really had the appetite for it. It's almost as if Paddy Dow was Bolton's love child, and I think this kid here might be Teague's love child. Oh, I thought his pressure acts five. That's phenomenal for him, for a yep. man of night. But I thought the fact he went in hard for tackles, the mark he took that he got injured... He stood in between two brutes of men and he mm-hmm. took that mark. Mm-hmm. Lockie, I've questioned your heart a lot of times, but you showed me you had heart. Man, I'm so proud of you. 7.3 from me. I want to give you more. Yep. Doing it. Fantastic like, effort. Like, God, I loved, I loved it. I loved watching him. Like, I was yep. jumping off my seat for locks. So, now here we are. SPS. Now, I will say, before we go into it, the pressure act's phenomenal. Yep. This was the first game I've seen Sam petrovsky Seaton escape what I've been calling the downhill skiers tag. He seems to be mm. really good when we're good. Yep. I thought in the second quarter, he dug deep and we yep. saw that heart, um, that Aboriginal spirit we expect to see just up for yep. the fight. Yep. And I thought a great game from Seaton. It was, to me, the better game he's played over the Dogs game because he really yep. dug deep for Carlton. Um, worthy as well of helping Crips. I thought he really did get in there and smashed into them contests. 360 metres gained, 7.5 TPI rating, which is bordering on elite. And, That's great. And I gave him a 7.9 out of 10. I thought Seaton was electric. Yep. I was saying early in the week, um, we needed a really strong performance from both he and Zach Fisher. Um, as soon as the two of them together can start being consistent and getting these 23, 24 possession type games, and we don't have to look at their games as a, oh, it's a development game. The sooner the two of them can play more consistent footy, the much better side we're going to be real quickly. 100%. And I yeah. thought it was a mature, mature performance from him. He, he looked like a third year player this week. I thought yep. uh, that was good. Now, right. our man, our man. Your favourite. We know this guy's made your heart race this year. So yeah, <laughs> I, I thought Plowman was really good. I thought he had a tough job against that back line as the third yep. defender. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he did really well. Like I agree. I think I think the one thing I really enjoyed about uh, Fags Fagan was that when he put Cameron 
deep in that goal square with Plowman and it gave me, it gave me problems in the head. I started thinking, yeah, so, you know, yeah. this, you know, great coaching, oh God, I'm a little bit nervous and to Lockie's credit, I mean, I'll, you know, I, obviously I was frustrated with him when he didn't perform, but he's performed and that's all we can really ask. That's all we really want. So I was, I was stoked with his game. Um, a lot of praise. TPI maybe doesn't reflect how much I appreciated his game, but as you said earlier, as a key position guy, it's a little bit difficult for, for a defender to have those offensive stats. So well oh, done I mean, to Lockie yeah. Plowman. With his TPI, he's, he's got himself to blame for a low mark because it goes yeah. against him, his consistency recently. So yeah. that's one thing to add about TPI. It judges them historically this year. Right. Um, so he's been really poor, Lockie. So if Lockie does watch this, if you keep doing this, you'll be in the elite soon. But two things I'll point out. Meters gained, phenomenal. We saw him take the game on. Yeah. Um, Newman should watch Plowman because he took the game on where Newman didn't. Yep. So for a back pocket, they are phenomenal stats. So congrats, Locke. I thought I gave you a seven. I thought you were phenomenal this week. Yep. And as you say, against Cameron, outrageous. That's a huge tick for us. Yeah. Now, Will Satfield. I think we've got to remember he's a nine-gamer. I think we forget that really quickly. And we need to give him this year just... Just give him the year. Let him let him play it out. Um, I I love what he I love his attributes. He just needs a bit of a body and he needs some continuity. Because he he went full Johnny Depp this week and just totally butchered the ball. Forty four percent disposal efficiency in the best. But positives. He took a lot of marks. He was really did really well in the sense of just stopping that corridor kick that Brisbane do he was constantly intercepting that and just being in the right positions yep uh, he, he pressure good had a lot of score involvement interestingly he, he really did look to get the right pass inside 50 and surprisingly 350 meters gained I was surprised by this mm-hmm. I thought a really good solid game and I gave him a seven TPI really enjoyed his game too mm-hmm. again around the seven so Good, solid game. It's just that disposal efficiency. He's, he's kicking his woeful at the moment. But yeah. to get a to work with. seven, yeah, yeah to get nearly seven with that kicking efficiency, that's, that could have been like a 20. If his kicking efficiency was 80, it yep. would have actually gone up to around the 10, 12 mark. So a lot to work with. Well, that's him. He, he has a lot to work with. Great attributes, and it's just a matter of when it all comes together for him. I, I really enjoy him. I like his size. I thought he was good. Um, next, yeah. my favourite player. Um, yeah, 55% efficiency. He, he didn't use it very well, but high-pressure acts. And this is what Jack is. Jack's a bit like yes. a Jim Cripps-type player. Yeah. He's, he's, he's going to give you the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth effort. Yeah. And he did that. But then again, we look at his stats and the stats tell us what he did outside of them pressure acts. And we can see good score involvements, I suppose, for three. His meters gained. He didn't take the game on. Very low TPI rate. And I gave him a 6.4. Yeah, I felt um, like he, he's able to create himself half chances. And does, in this yeah. particular game, he created those half chances for himself. And there was a, a snap that he missed. There was another... 
another one that he went wide and went out of bounds. And it's, I've seen enough from Jack. I love Jack. Say, yeah, I've seen, I've seen more than enough from Jack, I should say, to say, to say there's something to work with there. I, I think some people, and I, maybe I don't want to give them any airtime by saying this, but I read people's comments. I say, well, you know, he's just not going to make it. He's, he's no good. I mean, he's, 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 he's playing one of the most awkward positions that there is at his height. So, yeah, the, the will to want to play for the club and the love for the club, you, that can't be understated. It, I think people have got to remember as well, Stephen didn't hit the ground running either. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. We've got to remember that and we've got to remember that his granddad, Serge, didn't hit the ground running either. They, they, were, they developed staggered. So I love Jack. His intensity, I thought it was a solid game, wasn't the best, but I'd like him to be more selfish. Yep. I think moving forward, but good player. So, I mean, Cade, he was solid again at the weekend. I didn't think it was outstanding. Uh, again, this is what my issue was at the weekend. Our halfbacks, I thought, let us down. Mm-hmm. So, we can see meters gained. He only had 100 more than Mr. Newman. Mr. Um, Newman. And I think when your back pocket, Plowman and Marchbanker are, have got combined more than the halfbacks of meters gained, mm-hmm. there's an issue. These guys should be really taking the game on. Um, and yeah, so I mean, good. He, he did what he does. Kid Simpson, you see what It was you a get. solid performance. And I think also just watching him at the ground, just watching him point and watching him direct traffic and, you know, get people set up. That's really his most important asset for us um, this, this year. And so I, I think the conversation about Kate Simpson moving on and moving forward will come up at some point between the end of the bye and probably around 16, 17, 18. Um, so I think we should maybe revisit that. He's got basically 10 weeks to, you know, prove to himself whether he wants to go back and go around again. I think he's, I think I'm not going to doubt him, um, but it's really just going to be on him. So yeah, we'll I, see I how that one. when Doc comes back, I think, yeah, different, I different. Think maybe Simpson needs to like maybe go into a development role for Carlton. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Not not to knock him, but in terms of great you know, we, we, yeah, we, we need to really think about premierships and uh, yeah, I want him to stay at the club. Uh, I'm not saying I want him to not play next year, um, but I think potentially next year is the year where we say you're going to play less games at the in the ones, uh, but developing our boys. So we'll 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 put this one on pause and maybe revisit it in six seven weeks oh, yeah. and see how we see what we can come up with. Yeah. So, I mean, next up, we're right near the end of the team now. We've got Mr. Daisy. I think C. Kid Simpson, I thought he was steady Eddie. Yeah. Um, it was I, a very similar, not, not dissimilar type impact. Yeah. I just think he's, for me, a positive for Carlton fans everywhere is our halfbacks statistically were very good. They were yep, bad yep. average. And for that performance and the amount of goals and the amount of attacking we did, we should be really happy with that because when Newman and Simpson and Daisy take the game on from halfback, that could be a 100-point win yep. because we need that transition to be quick and the stats are saying they weren't quick. So, But Daisy, 88 disposal efficiency, he uses the pill wonderfully. Yep. Like, if you got someone to kick for your life, I'd choose Daisy. I don't know about you. Ooh, I wouldn't say for my life. Um... <laughs> I'm more of a. Uh, I like Lucky Whitfield kicking the ball. I like. Uh, I meant to like Carlton. 
All right, Carlton. Uh, I like Jacob Wiedering kicking for the ball. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't mind him kicking. Um, Daisy's an interesting one. Because Daisy is a creative fella. And sometimes he... And you love it. It's sort of what you, know, you love and you hate about him. He's creative by nature, and that's him at his best. Uh, I think early in his time at Carlton, he probably tried to do that a little bit too much when he maybe wasn't ready to start doing that. Um, but yeah, he's, a, he's an enigmatic character, nevertheless. Uh, I, I do like Daisy. I gave him a 6.5 TPI again, look, in, in the 3.5. So right, telling us it's a slapback average game. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of, speaking of uh, let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum here, mate. finish on two superstars for me. Sam Walsh, Ken yeah. Collins at the start of the week. Gave some usual drivel that he's not a game breaker and we should have kept Connor <laughs> Rosie. I mean, what an idiot. What 18 pressure acts. Are you serious? This guy, honestly, for me, I watched him intently and he spent a lot of time on the ball this week. Yeah, yeah, he did. And God, this, how is this kid 18? Like, like it's crazy. These are incredible. The 12 marks... That's the first thing I noticed about him when I watched them train in that little scratch match was he was just he just knows how to be at the next kick or at the next possession. He's always he's thinking. Co- he covers a great... Yeah, he's thinking. He's thinking his way through the game. He's got great physical. It's interesting because sometimes you have great physical and your mental catches up, whereas he seems to have started with this incredible aerobic ability and physical ability. And he's already got you know, a really developed mental ability here. He reminds me this week of Scott Pendlebury. Yeah. That he just seems to glide in that contest and he seems to have more time than anyone else. And he just makes that right decision. He seems to hold on to it for so long that he knows he's going to make the right pass. Yeah, and that's... This guy, superstar, like 9.5, I gave him 11.10 for a first-year player. Is that phenomenal? I'd like, to, yeah, I'd like to say to Ken Corns, if Ken Corns watches this, the top five rising star TPI scores, one is Connor Rosie and the other four are this fella. Wow. And that's the best so far. Sam Walsh, superstar. Like, keep doing it. Like, Brownlow, guaranteed Brownlow within five years, this guy. That's brilliant. Like, I mean, look at that. Just quickly, pressure acts, meters gained, marks. Yeah. and the whole lot. Possessions. Look at the contested possessions for an 18-year-old boy. The, the, he's got that. That is one of the most complete games. There, there are very, there are high numbers in all the important stats. I mean, contested marks. You're not going to expect him to get many. Same with goals. We're not judging him on that. But um, and he, the, the scary thing is, seven turnovers here. Imagine, <laughs> imagine when he cleans that up. Oh, and I think some of the turnovers probably weren't his fault. But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Sam Walsh, superstar. And finally, my pick this year for most improved. And I personally think he's probably in the top five key position defenders in the comp. I really have rated Wheaterin's game this year. Yep. Kicks it well. And look at them intercept possessions. This guy is becoming like a Tom Stewart. That's what we drafted him for. These exact games. Yeah. He's like a yeah, likable Tom Stewart. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's so good. I mean, meters gained as well. He's really starting to take that game on as well. 200 at center half back is really good. Yeah. I gave him a 9.9. That's huge. That's elite. We are talking, do this 12 more times. 
and I'm going to start a petition to make him all Australian. Yep. Phenomenal. Just keep doing Mate, it, Jacob. Let's bring the banners out at games. Let's bring the banners out. <laughs> yeah, I, I might start a petition. I know that a, a very famous Carlton fa- fan did a petition this week and uh, to remove the president. I might start one for him. Yeah. And we're going to end with something really interesting. Yeah. So here we are, the tail of the tape, if this was a fight. So what we've done is we've taken Bolton's best performance and put it on the right. Um, so that's okay. the average from his best performances. So he's got a Which cheap... was which game? Um, well, that's the Doggies game this year. Got it. So, and we've got Teague's game last week. So we've got... A good kick to, I mean, the kick and handball ratio is almost identical. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can say the clearances. Now, a big thing I said at the start of the year that is symbolised of Teague's games when he was at the Bullens was he likes high intensity. He likes to turn the ball over quickly. Um, so these uh, intercepts, as you can see, he's really played a high-risk, yeah, wow. high-reward game. Yep. And you can see that the tackle numbers are up. The intercepts are up. And obviously, because it's a high pressure, we are going to see turnovers up. But I think the big one for me is the inside 50s. We really love to smash the ball into, into the 50. And that was what I said at the start of the week. And that's with the game where, that's with the, game where the first quarter was dreadful. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of what we did in this Brisbane Lions game was done in three quarters, essentially, you know? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, for me as well, you look at the disposal efficiency and the efficiency inside 50, uh, not the best compared to Bolton, but we saw a different Carlton. So with this heat map, um, which direction are we kicking? We're going from left to right. Left to right. Yeah. So, and they're both mirrored. So you can see a big style of, if you look at the blue dots, this is where marks have been taken. Yep. So you see a massive thing at the top of the screen for Bolton. You'd love to go down the wing. You see that red is really dark and it's almost touching the line. Yeah. Where look at Teague. I said he liked to play down the corridor. Interesting. Yeah, we're, a bit more, we're a bit more up the ground slightly as well. Well, you look at an interesting start. We had 18 corridor attacks against Hawthorne total game Mm -hmm. against Brisbane we did 10 in the first quarter and we had 22 at half time so there's a huge we doubled in a half what we did against Hawthorne so that's really good I thought it was exciting to watch um so there's a big difference between we keep talking is it Bolton or is it Teague I think that was a big shift today in that it was get the ball inside 50 at all costs. Where both this is going to be, this is going to be a very interesting exercise if we do it weekly, uh, because obviously we'll have better data for Teague. And um, yeah, this is, this is great stuff, mate. Um, Thanks. I mean, I, personally for me, I think that's one thing, the big difference between them was it was more attacking and under Bolton, it was slow down the wing to try and conserve damage limitation where Teague kind of just went screw it if we lose we lose but we're going to have a go yep and I think that's why we won this week because I think the game plan was just keep kicking it in 50 keep going forward and that's why we won that fourth quarter Bolton would have made us slow it down 
you could see Teague was just like, keep doing it. And this is Brisbane never had a chance. Yeah. But interesting stats matching up. So and the good thing with next week, the good thing with next week is because we've played the Bulldogs already, I guess we'll be able to use these exact same stats for Bolts and we have a direct uh, comparison in terms of the team that we played against, how they structured up, how we structured up. And 100%. I'm look, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. 100%. And also, thank you to Carlton for releasing pictures of Teague and Bolton walking exactly the same way in office. <laughs> used for this graphic. Like, it's almost like the new it was going to be used. But no, it was, for me, it was, it's an interesting seat to see that that game plan is very similar but there's just ever so slightly a different mentality at Carlton. Yep. And I think the fourth quarter, if you watch that again and watch the fourth quarter against Hawthorne, you can see a difference that Carlton just kept doing what they were doing that was winning today. And against Bolton, we changed the game plan to slow it down when we were winning. And mm-hmm. I think that's why we won, because they yep. just kept doing what they were doing that was working. Love and, it, mate. Love it. Well, uh, look, listen, I want to, first of all, I want to acknowledge you because this is just so valuable to, to our supporters and our club. And, um, mate, this, this is going to be a great addition to the channel. Um, oh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, let's not underestimate, if you're watching this, uh, how much hard work's gone into this. So, mate, thank you very much for this. Pleasure. Uh, and I'm, 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 cannot wait to do this again. Um, if oh, you're watching, if, if, I guess if this... If you're interested in this and you want to maybe do this live, we can, we can maybe work that out as well. This has been really just an experiment. I've got to figure out whether or not the sound's going to work. Um, hopefully, there's no issue because I've plugged into a phone. Uh, but we'll figure that out. And, uh, mate, uh, I'll speak to you throughout the week and we'll definitely get this going again next week. Definitely go blues. You know it, mate. Have a great night.